Up first today, as Michigan, and especially Detroit, tries to climb out of one of the worst coronavirus outbreaks in the country, healthcare workers have never been more important. According to a piece in the Washington Post from last week, around 1,600 nurses who work in Detroit-area hospitals come each day from Ontario. As some officials from Canada are trying to curb travel in and out of the country, U.S. hospitals are hanging in the balance. Here to tell us more about this end of the story is the person who is covering it for the Washington Post, reporter Amanda Coletta. Amanda, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So when you first reported this story last week, Canadian officials were calling for curbs on travel. Tell us if there have been any big developments since then. There haven't been any big developments since then. So far, the calls are just calls. Um, One thing that did happen was that the border restrictions that have been put in place at the U.S.-Canada border, which have essentially shut it down to all non-essential traffic, were extended for an additional 30 days. Um, But healthcare workers like nurses who come from Canada have been considered essential workers, and so they're still able to travel to Detroit. Uh, and give us a sense of what this concern is about. Canada is suffering from the coronavirus as well. We know that that it's not something that respects borders. But officials there are saying that they don't want their citizens coming here because I guess they think it's a little worse. Is that right? Right. So I checked the numbers before I came on this morning. There have been more than 34,000 COVID-19 cases in all of Canada and 1,580 deaths. So the number of deaths in all of Michigan exceeds the deaths in all of Canada. And that is, I think, a particular worry. the official, one of the officials who has sort of been one of the loudest voices calling for restrictions on the travel of these nurses is the top medical officer for Windsor Essex County. His name is uh, Wajid Ahmed. And he basically said that, you know, he doesn't want to be a bad neighbor and it's not about being, you know, unhelpful to Detroit at this time when it needs nurses, but his responsibility is the health and safety of his community. And so that's what has to be his number one priority. And so what he's sort of been calling for are not exactly an outright ban on the travel of nurses to Detroit, but maybe having the number that go over, which would also be probably quite devastating for many Detroit area hospitals or asking the nurses to stay in Detroit while they're working there. Now, when I was reporting this story a few weeks ago, some hospitals in Detroit said it was something that they were looking into, potentially having their nurses and not just their Canadian ones um, stay or offer them the chance to stay in hotels free of charge while they're uh, dealing with this crisis. Um, it's it's not clear to me whether any of those plans have actually been put in place. Mm. So, so give us an idea of what your sense is of how hospitals here would be affected by losing the number of healthcare workers who come across each day. 1,600, that is a very big number. Um, what would it look like here if, if that happened? Right. And um, there aren't very good statistics on the total number of nurses. That's the, the number that the 
Health Office in Windsor-Essex County uses, it's possible that it could be as many as 2,000, 2,500. Um, I spoke to Justin Clamorous, who is the president of the Carmanos uh, Cancer Institute, and he said that if any restrictions were put on the nurses' travel, it would cripple the hospital. Um, it has 1,200 employees, and as many as 270 of them are healthcare workers who cross into the United States from Windsor. Um, they are working with bone marrow transplant patients. Uh, they are working in critical research on CAR T-cell therapy for leukemia patients. They are doing important work in, you know, radiation oncology. And so he was very adamant that, you know, they be allowed to cross. Before Canada and the United States announced the exact details of what closing the border would entail, um, there were press releases being put out by various hospitals um, saying, trying to sort of tamp down concerns, saying, look, we have a lot of Canadian nurses and it's our understanding that um, these nurses be cons- will be considered essential and they'll be allowed to cross. Um, so... It's, you know, sort of interesting. The the mayor of uh, Windsor, Drew Dilkins, he gave an interesting anecdote about what happened after September 11th. Um, He wasn't the mayor of Windsor then. He was working at the Canadian consulate in Detroit. And after the attacks, the United States decided to unilaterally shut down its border with Canada for some time. And once it reopened, uh, the hospitals in Detroit had a problem, which was that there were greater restrictions and and greater controls at the border. And a lot of nurses were showing up for work three, four, five hours late. Every day there were delays. They couldn't figure out how early they had to leave to get to work on time. And so a bunch of hospital CEOs in Detroit met to sort of brainstorm how they might be able to get these nurses to work because, you know, their delays and their absences were really um, devastating the hospital. They considered uh, commandeering a helicopter. They considered a fleet of ferries. Eventually, they managed to set up um, a bus system. But that gives you a sort of sense of how critical these healthcare workers are to Detroit hospitals. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Amanda Coletta. She's a Washington Post reporter reporter who covers Canada. She has been writing recently about coronavirus and the effect it might have on those healthcare workers who cross the border between America and Canada each day here in Detroit as a way of supporting the staffs in our hospitals. Uh, There is some talk in Canada among some officials that perhaps they ought not be doing that because of the risk, because of the outsized numbers that we have here in the United States with regard to the pandemic and how they compare to there. Are they putting themselves at risk, not just those workers in particular, but also everyone in their families, all of their friends, people in their communities? Would it make sense for them not to come across? Of course, if that happened, the impact here would be pretty devastating if you took 1,600 workers out of the workforce of our health system at the very time that we need everybody on hand. That would be devastating. Uh, If you want to join the conversation, give us a call and let us know if you're somebody who does cross the border each day to work here 
in the United States in uh, in a healthcare facility. Uh, what's your experience since the pandemic took hold? Do you feel safe doing that? Uh, are you a healthcare professional in Canada or the U.S.? Call and tell us about your experience. Do you think Canadian nurses should be staying home, or is this a more important time than ever? to be coming here and working in U.S. hospitals. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will try to work you into the conversation. Uh, we Again, especially want to hear from nurses. We know uh, from the show before the pandemic, that we have lots of people who listen to this show, who live in Ontario, who live in Windsor, and who come to the United States for work. Uh, give us an idea of what you think of this idea of nurses maybe not making that trip every day. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, Amanda, I, I wonder if you can give us a sense of the nurses themselves. I mean, they're in a position to pick sides, are there any sense? Is there any sense of how they're handling all of these uh, negotiations uh, that are going on in Canada? Right. So you mentioned that some of them have been asked to pick sides. Um, of the 1,600 that cross, there's a small sub subgroup that work in facilities on both sides of the border, and at various facilities on the Canadian side, um, officials there have said to them, "You can't work at." on both sides, you have to pick one side. And it's interesting that the sort of rationales that are given, some hospital CEOs said they're worried about asymptomatic spread across the border, but another hospital CEO basically said, I put this policy in place because I think the focus on the nurses' travel is absolutely ridiculous and it's inappropriate and we shouldn't be stopping the nurses from going there. But, um, you know, I have a small number of nurses that work on both sides and maybe if I just ask them to choose, it'll sort of quiet the people who've been calling um, for them to not travel there anymore or to limit their travel there. The nurses are sort of in a, you know, in, in a difficult position. Being forced to choose is difficult. They care about their patients on both sides of the border. Um, I spoke with one nurse um, who works at the Hutzel Women's Hospital in Detroit in the NICU there, and she was having to choose between a hospital in Windsor and that facility, and she ultimately decided to go and stay in Detroit because she felt like that's where she was most needed. And there was also um, the fact that they were offering her a full-time position instead of just full-time hours, which was what the, the Windsor Hospital was offering. And one of the things she said was that she's seen some backlash in Canada on social media about people thinking that it's you know wrong for these nurses to continue to go, that they should just stay in Canada. And I would imagine that working in a situation like this one, um, which for her, who she's been working as a nurse for less than two years, this is obviously the first kind of, you know, major situation like this one that she's working in. It's really sort of discouraging and frustrating, she said, to see your community try and turn on you a little bit. Um, so mm. it, it has been um, difficult for the nurses as well. And and the, the balancing of the health risk versus the employment risk, uh, 
continuing to cross the border. Uh, that 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 all is, I mean, it's it's adding to the tensions that I that I guess we're all kind of shouldering right now. Um, are they at risk though? If they if they were to not come across the border for work, would there be employment consequences? I guess for for some of those nurses. Well, this particular nurse, um, the hospital in Windsor that she worked at said, I, you know, I'm totally supporting you. There were, she was, was one of um, five or six nurses that opted to go to Detroit. They said, we'll hold your position for you when um, this is all over. You know, you can come back and, and you'll have your job again. We understand that these are unusual, unprecedented circumstances. Hmm. Okay, Amanda Coletta, Washington Post reporter who covers Canada. It was really great to have you here to catch us up on this issue. Thanks very much for stopping by. Thanks for having me. All right, up next, we're going to take a look at what it would actually mean to reopen the economy. What will be the same? What will be different? And how much will we have to adapt Going into the future, Charlie Ballard, professor of economics at Michigan State University, will join us next. Stay with us on Detroit Today.